0: I welcome everyone back to Black Equity, a place for wisdom and understanding in Black culture and Black business. And I thank you for joining us uh, today. I know we have some really great information for you. Uh, make sure you have signed up for the Black Equity Insider. You can find that link on Instagram at Black Equity Network, at Black Equity Network you can sign up to be a Black Equity Insider. That's where you'll take this episode and you can go ahead and multiply it by at least two times. Uh, So you'll get a second episode uh, where you will get a different topic each day, uh, among other exclusive content. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to be a Black Equity Insider today. Now... Let's get on with the show. So we find ourselves today with Freeway Rick Ross showing up on Drink Chance with Noriega and DJ EFN. You can catch this interview Uh, on YouTube, by going to Drink Champs and Freeway uh, Rick Ross, and you can pull up the entire interview. I found this to be an um, important time or important moment for us to study uh, Freeway Rick Ross's story. If you're not familiar, uh, Freeway Rick Ross, he was the person that worked and was a major drug kingpin uh, in the mid-'80s, actually early, early to mid-'80s. And so when we pull his information up, uh, the reason why it's so important for us to have this conversation is he was working actually with the government. So it says here, uh, Ricky Freeway, Rick Ross... Is an American author and convicted drug trafficker, best known for the drug empire he established in Los Angeles in the early to mid 1980s. He was sentenced to life in prison, though the sentence was shortened on appeal, and Ross was released in 2009. Uh, On the show today, Noriega didn't introduce him that way. He introduced him as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, and as an investor. And so it's all about who's telling your story, right? Uh, It says here, his criminal charge was a conspiracy to illegally traffic cocaine. But what many people don't understand uh, is uh, a lot of what he was receiving was uh, directly tied to the CIA. Uh, It says here, to sort our claim, in 1996, Ross was sentenced to life imprisonment under the Three Strikes Law after being convicted for purchasing more than 100 kilos of cocaine from federal agent in a sting operation. Later that year, a series of articles by journalist Gary Webb and his San Jose Mercury News revealed a connection between one of Ross's cocaine sources and the CIA as part of the Iran-Contra affair. Having learned to read at the age of 28 during his first stint in prison, Ross spent much of his time behind bars studying law. He eventually discovered a legal loophole that would lead to his release. Ross's case was brought to a federal court of appeals, which found that the three strikes law had been erroneously applied and reduced his sentence to 20 years. He was released from federal correctional institutions September 29, 2009. So this is pretty much a big deal to show up on Drink Champs. This is a pretty big platform. Now, why is this a big platform? Well, let's look at the black equity, because we've never talked about Drink Champs before. We've never even, you know, explored the influence that Noriega and DJ uh, EFN have. Uh, So let's look at the numbers Who owns Drink Champs? Who owns Drink Champs? By studying the equity, we can find out a little bit about who is Drink Champs partnered with. Now, there was a time where Uh, Drink Chance had a deal with CBS, had a deal with Revolt TV, had a deal with Apple Podcasts. It says here, here's how Noriega became a podcast king. So you're dealing with someone here. This is uh, XXL. They're calling this man a podcast king because they basically built a lane within hip hop and leveraged their relationships with CBS, uh, with Revolt TV to make themselves a number one spot for hip-hop. And they've had probably hundreds of guests on there by now. And that leads us to, this week, them having Freeway Rick Ross. So what is the wisdom that's gained? What is the wisdom that was seen? Well, the first piece of wisdom that I gathered... Uh, from listening to this show is he defended himself. He was sitting in jail and he defended himself, not even being a person who was, uh, you know, well-versed in writing or reading. He studied up on law and found his way out of his situation by reading and finding intelligence to make himself stronger. This is a true American hero story. Yes, uh, you could argue with uh, maybe the means in which he made his money, but you cannot argue with the fact that his business mind, his legal mind, is genius. And he was able to get out of prison off of a technicality. He fought the system and won and walks around untouched till this day. I mean, in many ways, he's the the true OG in our culture. He talks about during this time, Uh, you know, investing in uh, music, in the music industry. He talks about putting his money into this and putting his money into that. But all that, you know, I moved this amount of drugs. I did this amount of stuff. All that, you know, hey, whatever. You can call that cool. You cannot call that cool. And some people, they showed up for that interview to, you know, be wowed by the drug talk. I'm wowed by the legal mind to understand that the system is rigged and he used the system against itself. That's what I'm in awe of. That's what makes me look at the situation and say, wow, that's true wisdom. Being able to pick up a book, being able to pick up the information, learn the game that you're in and find your way through it. That can be done in any situation. But many people don't even realize that they're in the middle of a game. So they never pay attention. I think wisdom number two is actually a direct segue from wisdom number one. He was talking about a situation. The the real Rick Ross is talking about his situation, the things that he's been through. And Noriega asked him, How did you get through all this, man? You did this, you did this, you did this. You lived an amazing life. How did you get through all these things? His answer stood out to me. His answer was you have to be bigger than a situation. You, in business, in friendship, in life, you have to be bigger. Than the storyline that is in front of you, bigger than the narrative. Or you'll become what people want you to be in in that role. He said, be bigger than the situation. That's how he was able to read all those books. That's how he was able to outthink the system. To me, this is a, a very beautiful story that just happens to be wrapped up in some very non-beautiful circumstances. To be able to bring this much wealth into his life is a beautiful thing. The things and the methods that took place to get it may not be beautiful. But the, the same people who have a problem with you know, even me talking about Rick Ross are the same people who will applaud their government not knowing the things that the government does to other countries and to other people and not knowing that the government was involved in this working. See, if you're going to be mad at Mr. Rick Ross, you would have to be mad at the entire government, the entire system But you don't don't care about the system. You don't care about the government. You're just mad because you see him as a drug dealer, as a drug trafficker. And what he's telling you is, no matter how you see me, no matter what you think of me, I'm always going to be bigger than the situation that you're putting me in with your narrative and your storyline. That's the wisdom that I found there. Because for many people, we get tossed into uh, a role, and expectation, how people see us. And we get lost in the story that they begin writing for us. We get lost in how other people view us. And so we become that character for them. We accept the role and become that character. Hey, what up, what up, DJ? You already know we had to slide through and show love to the Black Equity Podcast. Ladies, say what's up? What's up? What's up? Yes, hey, hey, hey. So make sure you definitely tune in on Station Head at the SESH, double H, 401, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at The Sesh 401. And you can also catch us on our website at www.thesesh2hs.com. You can catch our podcast episodes and our playlists on their slash frequencies. Because you already know who it is. It's your girl B. It's your girl Kaylo. Kay Marie. And Lynn. Welcome to The Sesh. So here's a final piece of wisdom that I'll share with you from the Freeway Rick Ross Drink Champs conversation. Don't throw good money at bad money. A lot of people will find themselves in a bad situation and they'll just start throwing all their good stuff at something that isn't working. Don't throw good money at bad money. If you've made a bad investment, if you've uh, brought on the wrong person, stop continuing the cycle that you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. Stop throwing money, stop throwing good money at the bad money. And throw your good money on good soil. Throw your good money on good things. Don't hold on to that one thing that that is holding you back. That was one of the greatest lessons. Why did he say that? Because he had friends who uh, found themselves in very tough situations. And he would tell them, why do you keep throwing good money at bad money. Man, put that back into the world for it to come back to you. And so with that wisdom, all the Black Equity listeners, under the sound of my voice, don't throw good money at bad money. Some things you gotta let go. Some things you're gonna have to take the loss. But it's okay. Because you get to fight, you get to live the fight another day and to to invest another day. Don't put your, don't put your good time into bad time. Don't put your, your good wisdom into bad wisdom. Don't put your good into the bad. Put your good on top of good. Good money and good seed needs to go in good soil so it can produce a plentiful harvest. And so for all the investors, all the business owners, if you want to know the game, it's time for you to sign up for Black Equity Insider. So we can show you where people are putting their good money into good situations. And stop throwing your good money into bad money. That's the wisdom that I learned from this. And I invite you to link up, subscribe, and be part of a bigger movement than yourself. Until next time, I'm DJ Moultrie. This is Black Equity. I'm out.